0: Down. I never it on the ground. I'm not down. I go higher, higher, higher than
1: Hello, this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council Podcast. And today on the show we have Shannon Carrolls and Kathy Miller who have just released a book called Steel Toes and Stilettos, A True Story of Women Manufacturing Leaders and Lean Transformation Success. Y'all, these ladies are so fun. And today we're gonna talk about how they met, the story of the book, what the book can teach you about business transformation. Whether you're in manufacturing or any type of business, they're just rich with all kinds of takeaways. So I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. These are my friends. They are so, so, so fun. Before we launch into the interview, We need to have a little chat, a little housekeeping item, if you will, for my listeners, friends of the show. Y'all know we've got an event coming up on March 8th. Stand tall in your story. It is International Women's Day. You can attend live at the Vogue Theater in Indianapolis or virtual. And if you're planning on attending live, which you should be, come on, you need to get your ticket. There are only 100 tickets left out of, I think, 252 is capacity. So grab you a ticket. And I highly recommend you get a VIP ticket because you get in early to get a seat. And you also get a copy, signed copy of my book when it releases and all kinds of other fun stuff. So just a little housekeeping thing. If you're thinking about getting a ticket and you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll do it later. Stop waiting. Because you may not get one if you don't go get one pretty dang quick. Okay. I love you. Thank you. All right. On to the interview with Kathy and Shannon. Let's do this.
2: And I'm not coming
0: down.
1: Ladies, we're here. We're talking about the book. We're doing a podcast together. Finally.
2: Welcome. Thank you. We're excited to be here.
1: So... Kathy, when was the first time that you shared the idea of this book with me? Do you remember how, when that was? I think
2: it was in the midst of our coaching, Shannon and I had, you know, talked about the idea and everything and started to do it. And I think I got brave enough to finally share it with another human being besides our husbands. And I told you about it. And you were all over it, all over it, saying that it was really something that needed to be in the world. So you were a tremendous input into giving us the confidence to sharing our story because it's it's super vulnerable, right? When you put yourself out there like that.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's important for our listeners to be aware that dreams become things, but they have to start in that place of dreaming. And there has to be some... Courageous moment where the dream that's in your head and your heart, and in this case, where you two have talked about it together, comes out your mouth into somebody else that can affirm it for you and be like, Yeah, keep going. Because the minute you shared the idea with me, I was like, This is freaking brilliant. And it's not been that long. It's been what, 18 months? And I think that's important for people to recognize that. Dreams can become things in a pretty short period of
0: time. Yeah, and I remember um, the first time that the three of us met at the lake (laughs) in the lighthouse was, and you were forcing us to dream big. You were, you were like, (laughs) write it down, and we were, we were so uncomfortable doing it and trying to picture where it could go because we were both coming out of our corporate lives at that point and trying to imagine a different world for ourselves and. You know, I think the three things that we kept honing in on was we wanted to be healthy, we wanted to be happy, and we wanted to be less stressed. And that's how this project kind of led us here. And you, you pointed us in that direction to keep going, which was so incredibly helpful.
1: And you need that. You need people that can hold up the mirror and help you see you and see that these dreams have. Of- have validity and they're important. But what I love most about this book is that it is a story. It's a story of you two working together in manufacturing and all of the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs and craziness. And anytime you can teach people really important things about their work in the context of a personal story, I think it just has far more credibility. So my favorite part of y'all's story. So we talked about, we were at Kathy's lake house and the lighthouse is a little room up in the top that looks out over the lake. I'm like, damn right. I'll come do a planning session with you at the lake. Let's do that. (laughs) And it's this beautiful little room and it's so inspiring to be there. And the dream actually started at the lake house too, right? Wasn't there like a hot tub moment where this thing all kind of manifested?
2: (sighs) There could have been Rebecca. Yes. Um (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) Part of our story is how Shannon and I met and became very good friends, Um, almost more like sisters than friends and and certainly more than colleagues and acquaintances, although at the very beginning, it just started as a professional relationship. So we, uh, with our husbands and families, get together a lot, and there was a Sunday morning I think it was a Sunday morning and it could have been Saturday, but it was a weekend morning and we were in a hot tub. There could possibly have been a bottle of champagne. Don't remember exactly. And we just got laughing and reminiscing and we were with our husbands and, you know, the dog was playing Beckett was playing, you know, it was just like a great, a great day. And we got thinking about all all of the things we've been through together. And one of us, I don't remember which said, you know what, we've got a good story. We should write a book. And our husbands immediately jumped on that. We were between roles in our corporate lives. And so I think we were looking for new ways to grow and add value to the world. And it was inspired at that moment. The next day Shannon texted me. She said, I've got a name for our book, steel toes and stilettos. And within a month, we had an outline, a couple of chapters and it grew from there.
1: This is so beautiful. And this is so important to anybody that has dreams or wants to have dreams. So I talk a lot about business is human. And so the business needs to control, measure, and optimize. And no, no place more than manufacturing is that a thing. And business in general needs to have good practices to do that. But we as humans are personal, emotional, and social. And so when we tap into that social aspect of being together, and you guys, you are not just friends. You're like sisters. There is love that exists between you two and your families. And when you cultivate the feeling of being human, greatness comes from that. And that's where that idea came from is this feeling of just love and respect and fun and drinking champagne and being together. It's hard to have big, huge, dreamy ideas when you're trapped in a conference room in front of a whiteboard and somebody goes, innovate, ready, go, like, I'm not sure that works as well as we like for it too, right? So I love that that's how this whole thing started, because you 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 were just playing and you were having fun together, and that's a beautiful part of business. You should have should I hate the word should you having those kinds of business relationships where you get each other and you trust each other can turn into some really beautiful beautiful things. So I love it. I love that part. And you know what else I love about you too? You are dramatically different.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, we are very, very so different. True.
1: <laughs> and so the story really allows you to showcase both sides. Well, Kathy's side, Shannon's side, which comes at things very differently. Talk a little bit about how you complement each other when you're so very different.
0: Yeah. So Kathy, um, her strengths are... She is a, she's a big thinker. She's a vision, um, creates these excellent visions that people can follow, which is great in business. However, her, her real strength, in my opinion, is she has this really deep, um, value for relationships. And so she can convince people to come along with her on her journey because she puts so much value into people, um, developing time and developing those relationships, and builds all this trust to get people to come with her. And so I think that's where her strengths really lie. And I know it worked for me. I mean, I would follow her anywhere. Um, You'd follow
1: her to the lighthouse. You'd follow her to the hot tub. You'd follow her out of the...
0: (laughs) All those things, all those things. On on the flip side, so um, I am much more analytical, organized, and I can take an idea, and figure out every single detail that needs to be done to execute on it. And then I build trust through um, more execution style, working with people side by side, answering questions, being present. Uh, so it's it's very that's how we complement each other. So she cr- creates these strategic ideas. I execute on them. And we're finding now, even in our future, as we're developing training models and coaching models and and advising other companies is, we'll we're complimenting each other in that as well. So in some cases, you know, we'll come up with a concept. I will structure it out, let's say, and organize it. And then Kathy will come back in and she'll wordsmith it and and add in all of her special touches to it. So we're finding that these no longer traits are applying just in the manufacturing world. They're applying in this new venture as well.
1: It's the, it's the analogy I use is, is the puzzle pieces, right? And so you acknowledge that you were very different, but said, Hey, but when we work together, it's far more beautiful. It's far stronger. We both need each other's differences in order
2: for this to be great. Kathy, what would you add to that? I would just add that it is so true. And you know, you're listening to us right now and we're so happy as we look back and reflect on it. It wasn't always smooth. We definitely had our shares of disagreements, um, challenges along the way. And it wasn't Shannon and I, just the two of us doing this, right? We were engaging an entire enterprise. And so we had to take our differences and really celebrate those and integrate the differences and the strengths of our entire team to get the results that we did. So, you know, it's the book, the two of us wrote, but it involves so many people with so many talents, whether they're hidden or overt and just how you put those puzzle pieces together to get results. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so the story is applicable to any business that you're running. But what I love about it is it also showcases strong female leadership and male dominated work environments. And, you know, it, it has so many elements that make it attractive to to our, our listeners and, and our audience. Kathy, let me start with you. Somebody reads this book. What are a couple of things that you hope that they take away something that they feel differently about or something that you've taught them or just something they could do just what are what are big picture takeaways that you are hopeful
2: for so i'm really hoping that our story inspires others regardless of their gender that no matter what environment you decide to step into and and i'm talking about you know choosing your own destiny use your unique strengths and talents and authenticity to be successful. Have confidence that your gifts can matter and can make a difference in that environment, regardless if it's very non-traditional for the environment you're in. So, you know, as a leader, I've been around operations, literally started on a plant floor when I was 17 years old, literally in a vehicle assembly plant and, I didn't look like sound like or necessarily act like many of the leaders there who were very much into command and control and and that resonated throughout you know my entire career in in corporate world but I always had to say at the end of the day I did have to adapt some behaviors for sure to survive <laughs> you know and to thrive <laughs> um but at the end of the day I could look myself in the mirror and say, Kathy, you and your team got results. You didn't compromise your values. You utilized your strengths, and you were able to make a difference. So um, part of this story is to give people confidence that they can do that, even if they don't look or act or you know, behave or have the same strengths as everyone around them. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm I'm big on. Including a lot of different types of people, you know. That's Shannon, the value—is
1: their differences, right? Not to hide them or change them, but to bring those.
2: A hundred percent. We would not have gotten the results we had if Shannon and I were clones. There's absolutely no way that, that would have happened. That's know, the first. Knowing
1: you both so well, that that makes me giggle. Even picturing you two being <laughs> <in> clones.
0: <laughs> Imagine two of us. Either of us having two of us. <laughs>
1: Shannon, what about you? What do you what do your what do you hope people take away from this after reading the book?
0: Yeah, you know, one of the biggest topics that are is going on right now is all about diversity and inclusion. And I don't think that we necessarily realized that that we were building a diverse and inclusive culture when we were doing it. It was it was a little more natural to us. And I think as women, um, not to say some men don't do this, I'm not trying to generalize, but just saying that women. And Kathy and I definitely create more open and inclusive cultures um, that thrive around communication and um, relationship building. So the thing I'd like people to take away is the power of that, the power of creating diverse teams. And I'm not just talking about, you know, ethnicity, color, race, any of that gender. I'm talking about diversity of thought Because yes, like while Kathy and I are very different, so was all the rest of the team. And we needed that. Like Kathy's saying, I'm reiterating a little bit, but like Kathy's saying is we needed the person who was really, really good at, you know, quality and really, really good at all these other interpersonal skills. So that way we could be holistically successful. And that only comes with having a diverse and inclusive team. So that would be the thing I'd like people to take away is how powerful those results can be. And again, you you
1: two embody the the human approach to business, right? And and I think I get really uncomfortable with some diversity and inclusion programs because they act and feel like programs, like something you just bolt on to the side of the business. But what you have illustrated in the book and the way you two have operated is that you honored everybody's unique gifts and talents in, in, in the way that I described them so that you could come together as a team. And it wasn't about checking the box of, like you said, age, race, gender, and all those things. It's just bring bring your humanness in all of its uniqueness and idiosyncrasies and challenges, Bring bring it in here and we'll figure out how it how it works together that's my favorite part about you two working together
2: there's definitely not a mathematical formula that you can just plug in and say okay now we're inclusive and diverse and and I I have seen companies attempt to do it that way and it it falls flat sometimes oh sometimes hello um
1: oftentimes (laughs) what's your favorite story in the book either one of you
0: I, I'll share mine, Kathy. I have Go a lot. Ahead. It's really hard to hone in on one. That's why we're pausing because there's a lot of really great stories. Um, one of my favorites was actually one of the arguments that we had um, about carts. I was going to say, please tell me it's the cart story. Please, tell me it's, the cart story. <laughs> it's the cart story. It's one of the first ones we shared, I think, with you, Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, so the short version of the story is. We were putting in a material route to move parts all through the plant. And to do that, we needed some kind of motorized vehicle. Our plant was large enough to be able to accommodate that. So months and months of designing carts and and you wouldn't believe how many things there are to design on a four wheeled cart. Okay. So we go through process and process. They come in and I am like over the top excited they're finally here. We're going to get this thing in. We're going to get so much productivity. It's going to be amazing. So I send the picture to Kathy with all kinds of exclamation points. And she says, huh, I thought they were going to be yellow because they were orange. And I said, they were supposed to be orange, but they came in or they're supposed to be yellow, but they came in orange. She's like, yeah, you're gonna to to send those back. So this is all over email. So I say nothing. And then I go into her office and we have the same conversation. And I said, well, we could get all this benefits right now. And you're being ridiculous. And who cares what color they are? And she looked at me deadpan and said, send them back. And I think I stamped my foot and walked out of her office. And we didn't talk for a couple of (laughs) days.
1: But this is the reason I love this story is again, humans are personal, emotional, and social. And who knew that the color of a cart would have such an emotional response to fearless leaders in manufacturing? But we do have emotions about certain things, right? And the fact that you guys could have your little tiff and and and, and it all worked out, right? So how, how does how does well, do it's that? funny
0: now when we talk about it. And Kathy will give you some logical reason as to why the color mattered and all of these important things, but
2: it wasn't just, a Halloween. Parade we were looking for with the her out, Shannon. It was part of our visual controls that material movement was signified by the color yellow, in case, you know, you forgot.. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she did
1: have a reason but in your excitement you're like are you freaking kidding me that <laughs> happens in business every day that there's some emotional response and if you don't have the kind of relationship that you two have where you could have a little spat and then have a regular conversation we we don't really get to to the root of it. We don't get to have real conversations because we're all spun up in the emotional side of it. And that's what I love about your relationship. You can be pissed off about orange carts and still make it work. (laughs) Love the cart story. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy, do you have one, a different story that's your favorite?
2: Oh gosh. It is so hard to choose because we love our stories, right? Everybody loves their personal stories. I think that I would go back to our origin story and how we met and how it helped inspire the title of our book. So I, at the time that I met Shannon, I didn't know her. I had a corporate role where I was the vice president of lean enterprise and quality for over 300 plants and, you know, 30 some odd countries. And I was running all over the world, teaching and training and auditing and celebrating with teams. And I ended up showing up at her plant and I was always challenged by the people that I was traveling with that I should carry on luggage. And that's a huge challenge for me. I'm very big on accessories And so I really had to, you know, tone that down and safety shoes in general are big and clunky and take up half of a carry on bag. So I said, you know what? Everybody has visitor safety shoes. I'm just going to forego these. I'm going to forego the change of jewelry and scarves and, you know, make this work. And so I showed up at the plant where Shannon was and we were getting ready to go on the plant tour. And I said, I need to borrow some safety shoes. I didn't bring them. And they're like, excellent. Come, come here. This is our guest shoe uh, closet. So I go and I'm looking and there is every size of safety shoe uh, in men's sizes, right? That were available. And I said, I don't know that any of these will work. Uh, and they were like, oh, great. Well, here's these plastic clod hoppers. That's you know the technical term I call for them. They're like duck shoes, right? And you put them, over the toe and over your heel and if you have a heel whatsoever they don't stay on they're more dangerous than not wearing safety shoes at all and so this is why i was thinking i should have done check bags as my instincts told me Um, but here we were so shannon is walking through the lobby overhears this story and comes up and says i have a pair of safety shoes kathy that you are welcome to borrow and lo and behold we both wore the same shoe size. It was destiny. It was destiny. <laughs> and we have been sharing shoes oh. ever since. And so that's part of the backstory behind steel toes and stilettos, you know, besides the fact that, you know, women can play both roles and in, in the various things that we do in business. So I love our origin story and I love that we've sort of captured it as a, um, you know, as the backstory and part of the inspiration to the title of our book. And as you know, every chapter has a shoe theme to where we were in our journey. And, you know, what would be the chances that we would wear the exact same size? So it was, you know, maybe one of those messages that God or the universe, you know, sends us that we were destined to do some really great things together.
1: I love that.
2: Were you wearing heels? Of course. Of course I was. I, I need those extra couple inches for the height weight ratios at the doctor chart. I get it. You know what I'm talking about? You're, you're a little extra in general. That's what Shannon and I
1: love about you. So it's all good. It's all, it's all good. Your extraness is what we love the most. So it's all, it's all good. And, and I did ask you to come on the show and, and talk about these more personal parts of the story because that's what I think you have done the most phenomenal job at taking a book that's about business transformation. And there's some nitty gritty details that have to be talked about. And there's, there's lots of, of experience. Like you said, my gosh, you both have, I mean, collectively, how many years of, of experience do you have in, in manufacturing in business? Do you have, have you done the math on that?
2: We have not. Now, we could do that very quickly. And we also want to say that we started at four years old. So <laughs> do that number. Yes, that's true. So
0: oh, I got what, 50 years combined? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah
1: in in huge organizations and huge transformations and really gritty hard work that you two have done together and all of the details that it takes from a business perspective you you get that and you have that experience but you've told these stories in such a human way that i would say that anybody That is out. And like you said, men and women, the stories apply to both. And I think they're more fun to read than those dry business books that we've all suffered through. Right. Um, But anybody that is leading business, that is, that is managing teams and trying to work together, I would say there's something, several things in this book that would be, be helpful.
2: Anything that you'd add to that? Yeah. Well, we hope so. And what I think is funny is I think, the reactions and the feedback that we've gotten has been about equal for both genders. Shannon, don't you think a lot of men are finding value in, uh, you know, in the transformational journey and the lessons learned and those sorts of things. So we do really hope that people will pick it up. We hope that people will be inspired by a story of people supporting each other in a workplace, as opposed to competing and, not being supportive of each other i guess i would say that's that's a key point we'd really like to to send out there is that we all gain so much more by being allies of each other instead of you know trying to tear each other down and and that sort of thing so so really hoping people you know will be able to relate to it you know when we were looking for publishers um uh, some some publishers were a little bit uncomfortable because it is a business book, but it isn't prescriptive. It's written as a story. And, you know, stories are powerful and people can relate to stories. They can see themselves in the characters or the situations. We've gotten some feedback from people saying, oh my gosh, you could have just put my name in those sorts of, you know, roles that you've had. So, so we do, we hope people enjoy it and get value from it. And, You know, it's part of the legacy of helping individuals and companies get get results, right? Because it is the human side of business and those relationships and just facing the realities of the nitty gritty are what get you there.
1: I love that. And, and right now, especially in this environment of work that we're in, you know, great resignation, all the things that are spinning and out in, in the world right now, this kind of message about that human collective is more relevant than it's ever been. And if as a leader, if you're not paying attention to those things, you're already behind. You're already in trouble. You're already going to have problems. So you, you really bring this to the front. Shannon, what are you most excited about in terms of now the work that you two are doing together, like training, coaching, out speaking? What 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 are your what are your favorite parts? Because and I ask you specifically, because Kathy is the more out there doing all the things, and you are more of the planner and the 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 more introvert about things. What are you excited about in terms of the work that you're doing now as a follow-on now that the book's out in the world?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um an easy answer is that it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun pretty much with everything we do. So that's, that's so exciting. Kathy pushes me to step out of my comfort zone a lot. Um, sometimes nicely, sometimes not so nicely, but, um, I'll send them back.
1: So that's all I think about the card story. Send them back. That's that's how Kathy loves us. Send them back.
0: (laughs) All with love. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all with love and for my betterment, I say that because it's true, but it, it, she does help me get outside of myself um, and, and pushes me to be better and learn more. And I think that's what's so exciting to me is like Kathy said, being able to give back in a different way than just, we love building teams and having great business results and making parts and all of that that goes with manufacturing. It was it's part of our being we just want to be able to give back in a different way now. And that's what I'm excited about is being able to get that next generation to to show them that, Hey, you can be successful in this career if you want to be, and here's some ways and tips of how you can do it. And, and so getting to do that and getting to speak together and going and doing all of those things to inspire other people, um, based on our experiences is what really gets me excited about doing this together. Awesome, I love it.
1: How can people get the book? Where do
0: they go buy it? Any major retailer, Amazon, Routledge, Barnes & Noble, they can find it pretty much anywhere. And if if we have a request, if you buy it on Amazon and you love it, please leave us a review so we can get your thoughts.
1: Amen. Preach. And that is a great way to
0: support one another
1: absolutely a great way to support one another is leaving a review does a lot in book sales for it to get to the top of lists. So it gets noticed. And as somebody that's getting ready to publish a book or public books coming out next month, the worst thing you can do is spend all the time writing these damn things and have nobody read it. So when you write a review, (laughs) it gets into more hands. And that's why we've put ourselves through this agonizing, vulnerable process of writing a book is because we want it to serve. And I, I absolutely want that. More people need this book in their their hands. So yes, yes, yes. And you also are out doing keynote speaking, you're coaching, you've got training. So once you read the book, if, if, the, if these things resonate, you've
2: built a business around this, right? Yes, we have. And the best way to keep up with our latest offerings is to go to opsisters.com. And you can see all the new things we're adding to it all the time. We have a blog there, information about our coaching and training, articles that we've published, all of that. And we also want to say, Rebecca, we are so excited about your book and congratulations. And I remember one of your posts on Facebook was, you know, when I think about spending, you know, 30, 40, $50 for a book, I remember that I'm purchasing Two to three years of a person's life. Do you remember that post you put out there? (laughs) Oh. It's it's a whole
1: thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. It
2: is a whole thing. And so we're so excited that you know you're on a similar journey with us and we're learning together.
1: Awesome. Okay. So the only thing I have before we wrap up is I'm expecting that come spring early summer. We're going back to the lake house to do more champagne and hot tub celebration, right? Like that's on the list. That's on the,
2: we, we got that covered, right? It's a date. It's the date. When I see you later this month, we'll get that on the calendar so we can plan for it. Perfect. Thanks for lots, being here. To
0: celebrate. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thanks, Rebecca.
1: When I work with my clients, I want them to discover their unique personal story so they can then stand tall in that story and live a life full of soul and emotions and their natural curiosity about their unique gifts, talents, and abilities so they can live a thriving life. Because our brains are hardwired for stories and our brain wants us to thrive. So I help my clients tap into that. And I also have a sponsor for this podcast called Storybook, which is a unique and innovative platform that helps you bring your company stories to life by tapping into the emotional flow and the natural curiosity that we have about your products and services. So check them out. You can go to my website, wethrive.live, click on the Stand Tall in Your Story link and see the kind of work they're doing for us, or go to their site, cantaloupe.tv, and there's hundreds of stories there that they've created that you can experience. Check them out. We're so grateful to work with them and for them to sponsor the podcast. And please join the online community at badasswomenscouncil.community, where we can continue the conversation and you can meet other badass high achievers like you. Thanks so much. Make it a great day. If you like the music for the podcast, go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your music, and look up Cameron Hessian Clouds. You can download the full song there. He's got some other stuff out there as well. And y'all, he's my son. It'd be great if you'd go and download some of his stuff. I'm not
0: I never liked it on the ground I'm not killing